Helen Hayes interviewed the president of Windstar Cruises, Chris Prelog, who came aboard the ship when it was diverted because of this potential cyclone danger. It gave Helen the chance to sit down for a good chat about his life at sea and his favourite destinations. I am delighted to welcome to Travel Writers Radio, Mr Christopher Prelog, the president of Windstar Cruises, and we're currently somewhere between Hiva Oa in the Marquesas and Bora Bora. So welcome to Travel Writers Radio, Chris. Well, thank you. I'm so pleased and excited to be joining you. And yes, it's a wonderful day at sea. What better time to spend talking to each other? I know, we kind of need a bit of a rest to take in what we've just seen over the previous few days. It was fantastic, um, right? I mean, the impressions you've gotten from the Marquesas Islands, they, I think they're going to last a lifetime. Oh, for sure. And it's just um, so indicative of your amazing crew and captain's ability to pivot yes. that we weren't meant to be going to the Marquesas, but there we were. And the tours were organised. There was the, all the locals there were just throwing themselves into it. We even had a wedding. Yes. Yes, uh, I think one of the things uh, Winston does really well is pivot on when things just don't work our way, whether that's weather or other reasons. Um, the team has done a phenomenal job coming up with a, so to speak, Plan B cruise. And that cruise really turned out to be fantastic. And uh, we're very fortunate to be sailing here 36 years in Tahiti. Yes. So we have really deep-rooted, vested relationships with uh, the locals. And when they know that we need to pivot or we have a problem or we need to do something else, they all come to the table. They help us, they support us. They're excited that Windstar is here. And it showed itself in the best possible way over the last few days. So I'm super excited yeah. about that. Well, look, it was always going to be uh, an important cruise because it was the last... We had that beautiful ceremony in Papiete with Wind Spirit that's been here for 10 years, leaving yeah. French Polynesia and, of course, Starbreeze coming to be based here permanently. Yes. So it was already important, which is why you're here. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the, the Wind Spirit uh, is having such a legacy or leaves big shoes to fill as one would say um for the star breeze so saying uh goodbye to the um wind spirit was a little bit of a bittersweet moment but then we had the star breeze right next door uh, at the pier and welcoming her you know having larger capacity the old sweet ships with balconies sailing in tahiti there's huge demand, there's huge uh, interest uh, around having our star breeze here. And we put her here because we know we could sail to the Marquesas and we have obviously Marquesas itineraries in our plan. Well, that we had to go to the Marquesas because of a tropical cyclone in our very first cruise uh, was just a cherry on the cake. Um, so I'm really, really pleased we did that. And uh, yeah, the outcome couldn't have been better. And as you say, yesterday was sort of pinnacle of the Marquesas visit, which ended with this beautiful uh, local dance ritual where we even celebrated a wedding of two of our guests. And uh, that was just so special and uh, such a wow moment. I will never forget that. Me either. It was absolutely so special and uh, I'll never forget it for sure. And the you mentioned the importance of Tahiti, like you've been here 35 years. So there really is such a close bond. Yeah. Like even the president of French Polynesia was in attendance. Yeah. yeah. I had a chat to him. Yeah. He's a very nice <laughs> man. Very nice man. Yeah. So yes, it's you obviously have that have that presence, and you've been based here before in your 
earlier days? You Did you work in Tahiti before? Yes. Um, so I didn't necessarily work in Tahiti, but I worked on cruise ships. Yes. I worked on our lovely Star Legend when way long time ago, so many, 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 many years. Um, and uh, and uh, when you join as a crew member, it's always a little tough in the beginning because you yeah, I was coming from Shoreside Hotel uh, Management and so... Uh, cruise is very different, and uh, so I wasn't quite sure if this is something I like. Um, and frankly, yeah, I really didn't like it. But then there was always this uh, um, dream my dad told me about: you gotta go to French Polynesia because this is apparently paradise. And so I said, because the ship was on its way there, I'm going to stay and I'm gonna see how French Polynesia is. And that was in 1998. And I was sitting on the Hilton Beach, and uh, I looked at the what was in front of me, which was just the absolute beauty of paradise. I said, nah, I think cruising is okay with me. <laughs> and so made my decision, I'm going to stay with cruising, and uh, never looked back. Absolutely would say that French Polynesia is paradise. It's absolute beauty between the beautiful colors of turquoise in the water, the beaches, the landscapes, the mountains, the lush rainforests, the palm trees, all of that is pure natural beauty. But the best part about French Polynesia and the most beautiful part are its people. And uh, I have long-standing friends uh, who live in this area. Um, once you get to know the French Polynesian way and the friendliness, the welcome, welcoming them in, in, to their homes, it's just second to none. Um, that's the most beautiful part. That's why I love coming back here. And uh, I'm so glad that Winstar has a permanent ship there. So. Oh, it's incredible. And you, you've really gone above and beyond with Winstar. You have your Tahitian ambassadors on yes. board in, in Pearl, the wonderful Pearl and Hero. So how did that come about? And how have the guests responded to having that really authentic local touch? Yeah, so it's it's actually really from my previous point because it's like we're sailing in these beautiful waters and this beautiful part of the world, and so one of the things we have discussed is we need to bring the local uh, population and influence on board our ship. Now it wasn't so easy in the beginning stages because of um, you know regulations um, around labor laws and what have you, but the the government really supported us and uh, made it available to us and so now we have employees like uh, Pearl who is our Tahitian ambassador on board or we have Vaitea who is working in the restaurant from the local uh, population and seeing their smiles, seeing their French Polynesian way is just beautiful when you sail on board the ship and of course we also have our Tahitian ambassador Hiro Nui who helped us uh, set up this cruise and works on special projects for us. Um, it's really, really special to work with the local population. It's just so rewarding. Everybody loves Pearl. She really yeah. is a Pearl. She's a Pearl, I agree. <laughs> By name and in nature. <laughs> yes, indeed. But we should talk about the rest of the cruise line. You have six ships. Yes. And you have um, a lot of them have are all small ships. So basically yeah. the, the world is leaning towards, well, the people are leaning towards small ship cruising because yeah. we've just proved it because you can go into places right. that the bigger ships wouldn't have a hope of getting into, like Hanavava in uh, Faduhiva the other day. Yes, I yes. I can't believe how close we were. We could get in there. Yes, indeed. I mean, um, 
yes, we do have six ships, and uh, well, we love to talk about Tahiti, which is such a great destination, just in case I didn't mention that. Um, if we have five other ships, we are really having a pretty worldwide deployment. We are in between Europe and the Mediterranean, uh, Northern Europe, Iceland. Uh, we, are, of course, are in the Caribbean, we are in the Panama Canal. Um, we are going to have future sailings uh, a little bit into South America, uh, as well as uh, we're going to have a ship in the winter in the Mediterranean, which is really interesting and gets a lot of um, attention. And we will have one of our sailing ships also be in the Canary Isles um, over the winter instead of standard Caribbean cruises. So we try to facilitate deployment uh, to all walks of life and our guests um, really enjoy the diversity and love coming uh, uh, back to us with a very high repeat rate uh, from mm. our guests. Um, and I think it's really because there's this sort of relaxed, laid-back, luxury vibe on board a Windstar ship. And it's really highly social. Uh, you can see it even when you walk on deck right now. There's people chatting and talking in the pool. There's people reading books. So there's people having a, a coffee together. And the, the Star Grill right now is really busy. There's a bit of live music going on. There's a lunch. The vibe of the feel uh, of the ship feels really uh, very natural. And I, in fact, I think it's the perfect fit for Australian consumers because that's how I feel when I come into Sydney. I was just there last year. It's like, oh, man, this is, everyone's so friendly, welcoming, and really sort of makes you feel as part of the family. So that's why I think uh, it's a great uh, way to travel and it's very comfortable, as we all know, oh, to go on a cruise. And combine that with the feel and vibe you have on board our ships, I think it's a perfect fit. Yes, and your crew, we can't not talk about your crew. They're just yes. so wonderful. And I have no idea how they remember everybody's name. And a lady was telling me that she hasn't been on board for 12 years and three crew remembered her name. Yeah, they're, they're, they're unbelievable. How with is that? that? It's, <laughs> it's uh, one of these secrets, right? Um, well, when you work on board the ship, you, you're getting to meet a lot of people, right? And uh, as a crew member, you, depending on the cruise length, between 7, 10, 14 days, you get always uh, new guests uh, for the most part. And you get really good in facial recognition. I have known that myself. Um, as bad as it is right now, I've been actually rather good at it uh, when you do it every week or every two weeks. So they have an incredible scale of remembering people's names, as you said. Like you, you may not take a cruise for years and you come back and they call you, Hey, Ellen, how is it going? <laughs> yes. Well, where have you been? And so there's this social relationship and really they genuinely care about you um, and that comes across so well. I mean, that's just wonderful. Yes, well, I've spoken to a few of them and they're just so happy. They said they feel like family. Yeah. It's which much, is a great way to come to work. <laughs> it's much it's much like with the guests. The crew feels like family too and, and it's the same social uh, environment for them so we want to make sure we're looking after our crew in the best possible way as a company and then um, know that the guests are being looked after really yes. well. Now you were talking about how you obviously had a lot of experience like working in other positions you weren't always president yes. so and a lot of your corporate team have that on the ground experience or on the water experience as it were um, so they understand the cruise industry and how important is that in the success of Windstar? I think it's it's super important um, cannot be overstated because at the end of the day um, we, we need to you know always strive to do better we always need to see if we can uh, 
you know, adjust our product or, you know, think through different uh, processes and having a team surrounding in the, in the executive leadership team uh, in, in Minsta who has worked on board, know how the ships work, know how the crew will work certain things, is just invaluable. And um, so that allows us to, to be really uh, effective with as we pivot and as we like did here, rearranging a, an entire cruise, come up with a tour program with 48 hours notice and buses and tour guides and local events and uh, you know we even got some local fruits and uh, food on board um, which was just at the veranda for lunch and and so that all gets quickly adapted to it and it's because it's it's managed by a team who really understands how ships work and it has to go fairly quickly because the guests would like to have an experience it's no matter what the weather is so so yeah, to to us, any decision we're making, we're always thinking from an eye of a crew member, mm-hmm. and and see how that affects their work and uh, their daily life. Well, you've got a very high retention rate, not just of guests but also crew. Yeah, we've which got, basically says it all. We've got ninety uh, percent of our uh, crew returning, and we're really really pleased uh, about that stat because it comes with so much uh, positivity. You mentioned the guests are being remembered by name, but they know their ship, they know our processes, they know our Winston way of working. And so there's just this harmony in the system and they take care of new employees and our new guests, right? And so everyone gets um, a slice of heaven there. And um, so that has worked for us really well. Yeah. Well, the future's looking very bright. I can't wait to hear what else you guys are doing. And your presidential cruise is, of course, to the Canary Islands. Are you yes. looking forward to that? Yes. I haven't been there in a long time. You know, the, the Canary Isles are always called like uh, the Hawaii of Europe, right? And there's the volcanic beaches, there's lots of uh, culture, amazing food, of course, Spanish and Portuguese uh, influenced. So I haven't been there in many years. I've been there on several of my childhood vacation trips, um, but I haven't been there in a long time. So I'm super excited to go. I know this destination will deliver. It is such an amazing place. I'd love for our guests to explore it and yeah, can't wait to be there. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me at Travel Writers Radio. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. I can't wait to to hear more and uh, looking forward to have all your guests join us. (laughs) Helen Hayes was speaking with Windstar Cruises President Chris Prelog on board Seabreeze. More information, windstarcruises.com.au. Are you a cruiser, Justine? Have you been on board a ship? Uh, a couple, only like maybe three. Uh, do you and enjoy all it? very different. Yes, I do. Okay. What I enjoy is the being at sea. Yeah. So you're on the balcony with a book and the sun is on, are you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Just looking at the sea and the horizon and, oh, love that. What about you? Yeah, well, I did a cruise up in the Alaska, which actually with a group of travel riders, which I really enjoyed, but it was a smaller ship. I think we only had 2,500 people max. And I enjoyed the destinations. They were really quite interesting. We ate local food and they really looked after us. But I was just thinking if I was to cruise again, I'd love to cruise around Tahiti. I've Mm. been there on land um, and gone around um, Papiete and Morea. But I'd love to just get on board a vessel because the water's so beautiful, the mountains that pop up out of nowhere like they I don't know how deep they are under the water, but they soar up like they've been going forever. So that's one area I guess I would like to, uh, to cruise. 
Travel Writers Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. Well, let's Travel Writers Radio for this week. A reminder that if you missed our regular broadcast from 5pm to 7pm on Wednesdays, our show is repeated on Saturdays from 1pm to 3pm here on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. Also live on the net at j-air.com.au. Our stories are readily available via our website, which is travelwritersradio.com. One word. It's also on Google Podcasts and on Spotify. Travel Writers Radio is a production of Pallet, the professional association of lifestyle and travel writers. So until next week, it's good night from me, Justine Costigan. And good night from me, Graham Kemlo. Thanks for listening.